With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to our live feed update for August 7th. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Liana on a Saturday. How are you doing, Liana? I am good. I feel like I'm still living in this dream world uh, because I get to watch so many amazing people on the feeds and I never thought it would happen. Still doesn't feel real. Doesn't feel tangible or tangela. I, I just I'm just so happy to be here. I'm so excited to talk about all of the the the, the amazingness that went down on the feeds yesterday. <laughs> there was a lot. There's a lot to talk about today. Yesterday was a two hour update. I think that might have taken the record uh and i feel like there's even more to talk about today but we will try to keep it succinct this time um we are here to talk about everything that happened yesterday on the big brother 22 live feeds it was day three in the house and things are still shifting all over the place uh this the game is so interesting from the very beginning it's it's constantly shifting it's constantly changing things are slowly coming together um and you know i feel like what like where everything was yesterday completely different today it'll probably be completely different tomorrow but let's get into it all uh as we go here so I ended the last update with a little bit of a preview for today, and that was day uh, and bay um, as the day and bay, bay and day, as they are being referred to. Um, they were talking to themselves, to each other about uh, how they feel good about Cody um, and that they are going to make an alliance that they're calling uh, Black Girl Magic. Um, 
that they uh, have day in particular has felt a little bit unsure about David, but uh, but Bailey thinks that well, let's just talk to him. Let's try and pull him in because they would like to work with David as well. Um, and so this is something that is uh, solidifying here. Um, this is something I think will probably have you know long lasting impacts in the game. I think these two will stick together. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they also talk about look, we're going to be perceived as a pair no matter what that's just going to happen. So we have to be really cautious about this. So that's something that they're keeping in mind. I think that that's good. Of course, it's always easier said than done. Uh, but something else that I, I didn't actually notice throughout the rest of the day is them talking to David. Now, to be fair, I rarely saw David on the feed, so it could have happened without my knowledge. But uh, they're actually going to then have to to do a little bit more work to grab David if they want to make that a threesome. Yes, I agree. Um, David has been pretty quiet. I did not see this conversation end up happening. I think they probably either are just taking it slow still with David uh, or we we missed some of it. But uh, I do not think that they have actively tried to pull him in yet. Um, and I honestly like as much as I want to see them work a little more um i do think they have to be a little bit wary of david uh i think that they can work with him to an extent but uh i think he's dangerous i think his loyalties will be fluid and um i think that he can bring them some very valuable information that they very much need as we'll talk about later in the day uh but I think he might be more loyal to the guy's side of things than uh, than their side of things. Sure. Uh, your guess is as good as mine, because like I said, I didn't really see David on the feeds all that much, except for playing charades and having a few other conversations that were totally not game related. So, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely from what we've seen initially, David seems to be roped in a little bit more with that whole sort of I don't want to say guy alliance because it's not all the guys, but with Cody and Tyler and sort of that group. Um, and so that's definitely people that he could gravitate towards over Bay and Day. Yes, um, David's already being compared to Chicken George in the house. So uh, <laughs> that was so fantastic. <laughs> like the comparison of David to Chicken George, I could not believe. <laughs> and like when people were upset about David being on the season, I literally said, hold on, guys. There was a guy called Chicken George in the first All-Star season. You can't be too upset that David's on here. Um, and look, I think he clears that bar. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you know, when Janelle is saying that, like, oh, you're like Chicken George. I don't know. Is that a compliment or is that a read? Honestly, I'm not quite sure. Um, so Danny is going to talk to Day um, and Day is still trying, I think, to work with Danny. We uh, we mentioned this yesterday that Devon uh, said to the cameras, uh, hey, guys, I'm trying. I know you guys want this. And I was like, no, Day, no. <laughs> don't don't do it just because the audience wants it because because it's a bad idea and um that bad idea has solidified uh over the course of the day yesterday um danny talks with day and day is going to uh mention something that she has mentioned a couple of times with a couple of other people she's worried about the guys forming something but uh she's gonna get even more specific with day uh with uh, danny and say that tyler Cody and Enzo in particular are people that she's keeping an eye on, um, which, uh, you know, is fair. Um, a lot of people are saying that. Um, but uh, but unfortunately for Day, this is the first time Danny is hearing it. Um, and Danny had a good conversation with Cody the previous day and is going to have some more good conversations with Cody. And this is going to be bad news for Day. 
Yeah. So I thought it was the Dan mist might be the Danny mist because I think a lot of information is going to Danny that shouldn't be for the purposes of the people who are revealing that knowledge. So for example, here you have day just saying like, these are all my suspicions. These are all my thoughts. Just very much laying it out in the open. I don't think that she's trying to play Danny by any means. And because Danny is now becoming closer and closer to Cody and that continues to solidify over the course of today, that could really Really be bad for her. I mean, the fact that later on, not to jump too far ahead, but Danny does go to Cody and be like, hey, look, she's nervous about, and by she, I mean, uh, day, there's that there is a guy's alliance and you have to be careful talking too much with Tyler or talking too much uh, with David. And so that information is getting back to Cody. Yes. Um, you know, I talked a lot about Cody and his HOA train yesterday and how he's playing a little too slow and he does not have an infrastructure yet to be able to be making decisions and knowing what he needs to do. Um, being able to pick up Danny and getting her loyalty has been crucial already. Danny has is the key ingredient that is really helping Cody up his game. Um, she is bringing him very valuable information. She has her claws in uh, some very valuable pieces on the board. And uh, and Danny is definitely the thing that can make this group work. Absolutely. I, I think because part of it and from a couple other people in the house, I've seen the read of like, oh, that group's too small. But that doesn't really matter if they're getting all of this information about where the other puzzle pieces are, because then they can play around those people. So even though they may not have bomb squad level numbers, that doesn't matter if they can know how to play other groups against one another. Yeah, um, it's very interesting. Again, the evolution of Danny's game from season eight, where it was just like kind of, uh, you know, comp queen. uh underdog slash being helped by America um, season 13 uh, turning against her uh, dominant alliance and then uh, getting shafted and now in this season um, it's it's Danny the the rat floater um, that's uh, that's what we've got so far very interesting um, I'm very curious to see what it does to her popularity though <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the whole thing of like Danny coming after your fave since what, like 2009 or whatever. So uh, I think it's very interesting because this always talk about this big brother is a marathon not a sprint and that rat floater game is very difficult to maintain over the course of 85 days. So I'm just waiting with bated breath to see what happens. But for the moment, at least Danny definitely seems to be a confidant for a lot of people in the house. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Cody is going to talk with Enzo and really solidify their uh, their bond, their alliance. They're talking about final twos. Um, and they mentioned specifically that Danny and Franzel are a good other pair to bring in. Um, and so this there's a core four that seems to be forming um, between Tyler, Enzo, Danny and Franzel uh, with again, and this is basically what Tyler, what Cody talked about with Danny uh, the previous day, uh, which is that they also think that they can pull in Tyler and perhaps Menzo. Menzo. Um, <laughs> oh, that's their couple name. That's so cute. Menzo. Yeah. Memphis. Uh, Tyler and Memphis. Um, and with uh, probably like a little bit of David on the side somewhere along the line. Um, and uh, and so that's that's the core four 
four plus some extras. Uh, Cody likes Tyler. He wants Tyler on board uh, because he knows that like he's like Tyler's loyal to his people. Um, he's dangerous. But if he's with us, that'll work in our favor. Um, so he's so Cody, I think, feels very much like. Like uh, like Tyler's this like dangerous thing right like tyler is this very dangerous piece on the board uh but if tyler's on his side then he can feel okay about it he can keep it under watch he can be his dangerous thing um but uh this is again it's a very uneasy kind of alliance um and it's i think can be it will be very interesting if it uh if it lasts for a while it's the title of Tyler's memoir, Tyler Crispin, Dangerous Thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, Cody is gives himself a lot of credit uh, and thinks very highly of his big brother knowledge. Um, and that definitely comes across in a lot of the conversations he has with people. And so when Cody is making a judgment of how he how he thinks other people behave you know he then sort of firmly believes that suspicion and runs with it and so that's sort of i think what's happening here with tyler is just he has this feeling about how tyler plays who tyler is um as a person and then is going to fit that into his puzzle not really thinking oh okay but tyler is a dangerous player so when we get later on down the game what does that mean i don't know he could be thinking about it but at least at the moment i'm not seeing it yeah, uh, it's it's very interesting. Um, I I think that I'm really I'm curious to see it because I think that I think that Cody could pull it off uh, potentially. But uh, the thing about dangerous players is that they are dangerous. And Tyler does have a few secret weapons, you know, in his pockets already. And so, um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, this is where the real game is going on right now. Later in the night, we're going to see a fantasy game being played out. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I just I, I just like it's at the end of the day. I just can't get over it, guys. I'm just gobsmacked. Um, all right. So Day is going to check in with Janelle. She's going to check in with Christmas. Um, just, you know, conversations. Um, they they feel good about each other. Um, nothing too major. But Day is, is continuing to maintain some pretty good relationships all around. Um Similar kind of some conversations that she had with Danny. Um, she in particular, I do think, feels pretty good about Christmas. Um, I think she would like to do something with Janelle, but she's been a little skeptical and Janelle is a little skeptical. And um, and I think that, uh, that that's going to deteriorate a little bit more throughout the day. Um, Christmas, after talking today, uh, says to herself, um, I've got Tyler, hey, Cole, Franzel. She didn't say Franzel, but I know I knew which Nicole she was talking about. Uh, and she talks about uh, some of the guys that she doesn't have a connection to. Um, and I think in particular, she was thinking like Memphis. Uh, and then later in the day, I saw her working on Memphis. Um, so, you know, keep an eye on Christmas as well. I think that she's using her reputation to good effect um, and she's getting some really close bonds with some people um, and uh, it could work out in her favor again I think that the main thing is that she needs to be able to win respect and be seen as a dangerous player um, but for now it's working in her favor that she's not really seen as a dangerous player I haven't heard anyone bring her name up in a negative way 
at all for anything, even like, oh, she's a challenge competitor, which makes her scary or threatening. No, it's like, oh, she's a good competitor. So we would want to work with her. Uh, and I think another thing, too, is to keep an eye on who's not on feeds because everybody's playing a little hard, which I love. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I do have a feeling like those that are a little bit more like, let me just work on my social bonds. They're going to make it uh, a little bit further, potentially. Mm. Um, yeah, well, because I, I like I think Christmas is playing hard um, because she's actively trying to make strategic connections in the right places. And she has a decent idea of where some of the pieces are versus some other people that like you might think on the surface are playing hard. But really, they're like blindfolded, kind of just like, what's this? Um, and I, I think they're not playing hard enough because they do, they do not know what they're doing. Okay, Webster's Dictionary defines playing hard as you know what I mean. Come but on, the, like I, the, I am on a crusade this season because <laughs> I think that these veteran players are 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 being weighed down by this like concept of playing too hard, too fast, and it's screwing them up. Uh, and I think we need to redefine what we mean by playing hard because what we really mean is playing messy uh and uh and i think that the best way the 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 most the the way that you play messy the most is by not playing hard enough that you are playing a little bit hard but you're not committing to it and it just gets super messy and that's what looks like the hardest of gameplay Mm. Okay, well, we'll we'll work on that. We'll get Peridium to make a video at the end. <laughs> playing messy versus playing hard, right? Coaster versus floater. I'll do an we're off-season podcast. There we, we go. We'll sort it out. Um, so Enzo is going to talk with Danny about their potential four with Cody and Franzel. Um, and they talk again about Tyler and Memphis. Again, this is continuing to solidify a little bit here. Um, and it's going to be very valuable for uh for cody and for them uh to be able to kind of get danny in there Mm -hmm. yeah i mean again i think a lot of things are really fluid but at least that group seems relatively solid so far again only day three but so far seems pretty solid Mm -hmm. um so Kevin is going to talk with Ian a little bit. He's going to uh, do this a couple times throughout the day um, that he mentions uh, like, hey, we're not athletes. Nicole, a like we're like we're like the non-athletes here. Um, Kevin is really trying to start like an offbeat uh, alliance. Um, he's later going to say it again to uh, to the three of them. Um, Franzel is even there in the bathroom um, the second time that it's talked about, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm quirky too. Um, I'm I'm with you guys." Uh, and he mentions like the adorkables as a name for them, um, and then mentions it again a third time without Franzel there again. Uh, and talks about the adorkables um, and uh, or the uh, the I don't know he he made it he made it even more con- more convoluted after like the adora adorkables I don't know I can't remember now yeah I would stick with adorkables like that's cute succinct enough to give it gets a point across yeah Kevin's like I came into the house there were no defined clicks what do I do I'll make a click awkward adorkables. <laughs> Aquadorkables, yes, there we go. Which just sounds like they're going on some sort of underwater expedition. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, yeah. I, I mean, look, Kevin is definitely feels like he's in danger uh, and is trying to make something. And so, going off of the aquadorkables, uh, that's his play. And you know, like, good on him for trying to make something. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, 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 it didn't. Honestly, the problem here, though, is that it doesn't really land super well uh, with anyone but Franzel, which I don't think he intended to be included into this group. No, it was definitely supposed to be Nicole A and Ian. <laughs> and Franzel's there like, hey, yeah, me too. I'm quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Danny is going to talk with Cody. This is what we're talking about. She's going to warn him about Day. Uh, that uh, Watch out. Day is worried about the guys forming a thing. That's just a brief conversation, though. She's going to have a longer one later where she uh, warns him about more things, but she hasn't learned them yet because we haven't gotten there yet. Um, <laughs> Kevin talks with Cody. Kevin is worried. Uh, he's had trouble connecting. Um, Cody says, "Is you've done nothing wrong, but like, there's a very clear vibe here that like, you know, y- yeah, you you might go on the block, but uh, but don't, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, you know, don't. It's it's not your fault. Uh, don't don't feel bad." Yeah, this was really interesting because this kind of came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden we just cut to the storage room and Kevin's in there having a conversation with Cody. But we learned from Christmas, Kevin came out of the DR like feeling emotional. And I don't know what happened in there. But then he goes to Cody and talks to him about, you know, everything that you just said, Taryn. So I thought that that was particularly interesting, uh, which then causes Cody to go up into the HOH room head in his hands just either feeling remorseful or emotional or something about this whole conversation knowing that he's gonna put up kevin later in the day Mm -hmm. um i i think he is regretting it to an extent but he doesn't really have another option he doesn't have a lot of time to like figure out another person to put up um and for whatever reason he really feels like this is the right combination of people uh i'm still not completely solid on that as a choice but um it's the way he's going for now uh so Kaser is going to talk with Bailey. They chat and bond for a while. She tells him the story of like uh, Swaggy um, and her relationship with him. Um, Kaser is basically just always talking with somebody and like finding out their life story and uh, like, you know, having deep conversations. Um, at the end of it, Kaser uh, says, I-, I can trust you, right? Tyler, <laughs> Cody, David working together watch out (laughs) don't tell anyone not even day (laughs) this is between us and Bailey's like oh oh, yeah oh wow yeah Mm, interesting yeah thanks yeah this was I was like what is going on also look I love Kaser but he does sometimes have a tendency to be a little condescending when he speaks to people and this particular conversation was one time where I did notice that and I was like if I'm Bay and I do understand like I do empathize with her quite a bit so I was like I would not be happy about some of the ways that he's talking to me right now, uh, essentially because he was also saying you have to behave this certain way. Like, don't you know, don't do this, do this. And that was just very interesting to me. Kesar is trying, but I don't know how well it's being received. Mm. Um, it, it's it's in, it's interesting um, because so Kesar has another conversation with Keisha, um, which 
plays out in a somewhat similar fashion. Uh, he asks her how she is with Memphis. She says, you know, we're okay. We haven't like talked in forever. We haven't solidified anything. He's like, uh, you, you, you should knock, you need to lock that down. Like we need Memphis. Um, and she's like, Oh, okay. Um, and like uh, he does, he, he said, he tells her like, this is what you need to be doing. Um, this is what you need to be. You need to go to Memphis. You need to do this. You need to act this way. Um, and, but like, uh, Keisha is like eating it up. Like Keisha is definitely, uh, like, I'm 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 on board, Kayser. Um he's like, we need we need you here. We need to keep you. And here's the thing. Kayser's reads are impeccable. Uh ridiculously so. Like I'm listening to Kayser talk about what's happening in the game, and I'm like, is he reading my tweets? Is he is he getting fed information? Like, where does he get this? How did he know? Like this is ridiculous. There's the reads are so good that it's completely making other people in this house later in this day go crazy with random conspiracy theories. Um like uh it's ridiculous. He's like, "Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. I think Cody is trying to build an alliance around him. Um I'm thinking something like, you know, uh you know, Tyler uh, Enzo, um, you know, uh, Franzel, maybe, maybe Danny. Um, and, you know, I think that you're going on the block. I saw, I saw Kevin earlier looking kind of upset, um, which makes me think that Kevin's going to go on the block with you. Um, Cody probably talked to him about it, probably offered him a role as a pawn, maybe made a deal with him. Um, and that means that you're the target. The fact that Memphis is not going on the block up next to you probably means that they're wanting to get you out of the game so that they can pull Memphis in a little bit later into their alliance. Um, so uh, we need to make sure that we keep you around. It's just like I was convinced he snuck a phone in there prison style and right. is like watching feeds because I was like, how do you know this? I mean, yes, okay, sure. You, he's got context clues. He can sort of put it together, but no, 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 no. Like, I think this is beyond that. It was, I was blown away. It was very, very impressive. It's, it is. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, he is, like, Cody hasn't even done some of these things yet. I don't think Cody had even thought of doing some of these things yet. And then, he, and then, like, of course, shortly afterwards, he is doing them. <laughs> that is okay. That is a little bit part of a problem is that Kayser does put a little bit too much faith that Cody is smarter. Uh, and so thinking like, oh, okay. And this comes to light a little bit later in the day, but where it's like, oh, this is the plan. This is definitely the plan. That should be Cody's plan. Cody just hasn't quite gotten there yet. So Kayser's like doing a read a little bit ahead of uh, the time. So a little yeah. fortune telly, but still like, we'll get there. It'll match up eventually. Like Cody's end game is what Co- it was. What Kayser thinks is like yes. happening right now. Um, and the, which is part of why I think Cody needs to, pick up the pace because Kaser is on to you. Um, but uh, it's, 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 it's remarkable at, at times. Um, so uh, Cody and Kaser do have uh, some long conversations. Um, they talk about the safety competition and, you know, Cody doesn't blame Kaser. And then they talk for a long time and bond about Cody's life story and Kaser offers some business advice and uh, stuff like that. Um, so. No, the business, con- the business conversation was so funny because it was, it started off, I was like, oh, that's like kind of cool. And then once Kaser actually, now, okay, I know nothing about business, okay? But the conversation did sound like the fake business conversation from his intro package. He was like, yep, yep, no, you don't want to be the pitch guy. You got to yeah. get the dev off. 
cops. And I was like, are you faking this right now? Or is this real? I mean, this is no R squared value, but still. Um, like you can just you can tell that like Kaser is um in this he kind of feels this way like when you say Kaser sounds condescending sometimes, like it is very much like the intro package that he had. Like and I think I, I said it when I was watching the premiere. I was like, he's such he's such an executive. Like yes. he just speaks in that like uh that business tone a lot of like don't even question that I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Because I like, know what I'm talking about. I mean, as a biotech exec for startup companies, you one have to go full tilt, which is why I think he plays big brother full tilt. And you have to speak with that confidence that just you are right no matter what, because otherwise, if you question that, it, that's going to be a problem. So you can't mm, don't even bother just straight on forward. So, yeah, yes. I get that. Yes. And like, uh, but but like, buzzwords and like big words that make you sound smart like the business like bs not stuff like uh caser ha- i i fully believe that caser has the knowledge to back it up as i said he has great reads um mm-hmm. but like uh he definitely also has like i think incorporated a little bit of that like business speak um and i, I don't think that's great for a social game uh, that and some of it too is he's going to use acronyms and jargon and things like that because it makes him you know like that's what you, how you have to talk because you have to come across it's like oh i seem smart this happens in science too like you have to use the jargon and be able mm. to speak in a certain way that just conveys intelligence even though it's not necessarily the most effective form of communication so when he's talking to cody about this is what you have to do for business i was like how much percentage do i think cody actually understands what's being told to him because again it was like i'm not trying to actively convey information to you it's like i'm just i'm giving you advice like i'm being businessy because i'm a businessman it was hilarious to me. It, i loved that whole interaction I, it reminds me of when uh i was hired for my first job i was an editor and i was hired as a video producer um meaning uh, i had no idea how to work a camera uh so i googled some stuff and then was just uh like yeah you know you adjust the aperture and uh uh, focal length, um, f- depth of field. Fooled me. So <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good. good. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Cody <laughs> is going to end up uh, nominating Kevin and Keisha. Um, I believe they talked to the is the there's some sort of new mechanism for uh for nominations um i don't know if it's like exactly the key wheel but it's something weird well so they did talk about the pictures popping up on screen uh something had like ian i think was talking about how this was more stressful than the key wheel because so, like some the the hoh says something and then there's like a minute delay or something like that so i don't know if it's the same thing with the key turns or another mechanism but definitely when cody walked into the hoh room we got a little bit of a feeds like where he was like oh like s or something so i don't know that could be related to that i guess we'll find out in the show I just like uh, my biggest because look, people have always been like, bring back the key wheel, bring back the key wheel. Uh, Like, I'm not super attached to the key wheel. Like, uh, it was fine, but it can sometimes take a while, especially if you already know what the nominations are. Um, So, like, my biggest thing was I always just hated my first nominee is. My second nominee is. 
it's just like w- this does not flow well at all to me. Uh, so hopefully they fix that because that's my biggest problem. <laughs> victims are we all doesn't matter how we do it uh yeah no i I, look the reason why i think i like the key wheel so much is because you have the order that people Mm -hmm. get put in and that to me is interesting but yes apart from that in terms of a tv dynamic uh, obviously when you are doing the run through of the flow of the tv show then you got to do the quick cuts to i don't know sorry that was my attempt to be professional in the (laughs) film and TV world. I, I would just like my preferred method for the HOH nominations would be double eviction style. Just have them stand up and be like, Liana, Puya, go sit on the couch. I'm nominating you. Like, uh, yes, I'm gonna make them say the names. Oh, that's a good point. Because if they don't have to, even if it's the key turn thing, it just mm-hmm. the, you know pops up like because mm, you just say someone's name, it's a little bit more like accusatory. I like. Yeah. That. Um, <laughs> how dare you say? How dare you nominate us? By the way, <laughs> like I know that this is fake, but still. I realized after I Watching said your you. name that I needed two, and I was like, oh, Puya's right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He is. <laughs> Look, you're a power couple. Nah, big threat in this game. People, I mean, going after power couples seems to be a thing. So yeah, I get it. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. So uh, after the nominations, Cody uh, is going to briefly talk to Franzel. Um, this is a funny conversation. Um, Franzel is like, uh, Cody's like, ah, man, I don't know if I like, I, I don't want to, uh, I, I feel like I didn't even want to nominate Kevin. Like I like him so much. Um, and Franzel is just like, yeah, yeah. I'm worried about Enzo. Do you think, do you think Enzo is like, do you think he doesn't trust me? I feel like he doesn't like me. Uh, and Cody's like, I doesn't, doesn't matter. He's fine. Don't worry about it. She's like, I just, do you think he's, do you think he doesn't like me? Cause I'm a winner. Um, he's like, I'm trying to talk about something else right now. There's a bunch of people that are about to come in. Like Enzo, I'm telling you, he loves me. If I tell him you're cool, like it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, not not only was this conversation unnecessary at this point in time, but way to go, Franzel, for not wanting to work or not seeming like you're working with Cody, whereas immediately after nominations, going on up there, camping out and wanting to talk to him like mm, smart decision. 
Mm. Um, so uh, Cody does warn Franzel that uh, Janelle has been running around kind of uh, talking, talking about her saying that she's sketchy, saying that she's pretending to be nervous when she's not really nervous um, and uh, and stuff like that. So Franzel is going to uh, continue to be like, oh, no, Janelle. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> God, you guys. No. Janelle. Um, so uh, Cody talks to both Kevin and Keisha. He tells Kevin I don't want you gone. I like you. Kevin is like, I, I like you. Like, I really want to make this happen. Like, I really want to work with you. Um, and we can do this and it can be low key and it can be great. Um, Cody talks to Keisha and says, look, I don't have a preference at all. Uh, either, either one of you, it's fine. I don't want to look. I, I did the hard part. I put people up. I'm not going to make any hard uh, other hard choices. Um, and she's like, "Are you? Is that real?" And he's like, "Absolutely. I don't care at all." Um, and then they talk for like an hour afterward, just like chit chatting, and um, you know, like Keisha basically like stayed in there until the conversation stopped being awkward, and they like, okay, now we're in a good rhythm. Now we're talking. We're laughing. All right. Right, now I feel now I feel a little bit better. <laughs> so this was interesting to me for two reasons. So first, the fact that Cody did exactly the opposite of what many first HOHs do, which was instead of saying this was the house decision, he was like, no, 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 this was my decision. I put you mm. two up, which I thought was really interesting because he said essentially, oh, yeah, I had all these conversations with people and nobody would say a name. Nobody would say a name. So I like I made the decision and put you up there, which I thought was interesting. We'll see what happens with that. If that ever comes back in any regards, like nobody bite him in the believes butt. it. Well, I know. Right. Which is weird because why would you just pretend like I, I, I don't know. I like don't get the logic there. Exactly. It's like. Because here's the thing. It's kind of true. Like, yeah. he talked oh, options yeah. with Franzel, but these names completely came from him. But nobody believes that he would do that because that's kind of weird. Yes, because it is weird because you're the first HOH, like grab that thermometer, just shove it up people's butts, take their temperatures. You know what <laughs> right? I mean? Like, but he didn't do that. He talked game with like a handful of people. And really, yeah, it was what, like Danny that he talked to, Franzel that he talked to a little bit about who he was going to nom. So bizarre. Anyway. Yeah. My yeah. God, Cody. Like, I'm just so we talked about him in the preseason, Karen. And I'm like, how how dare I say anything nice about Cody? <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. But like, still, come on, get it together, bro. I mean, he's st he's still in a pretty good position moving True. forward. It's just like uh, there are just like some basics that uh, that like he's missing. Yes, it's like basics and missed opportunities. Yes. That's like that's what I'm noticing. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, because like and again, we talked about this yesterday, but like the position he's in, the relationships he has, the amazing social game he has, uh, he should be the completely deadly force in this game that Kaser thinks he is. Well, exactly. Which is why when Kaser's like, oh yeah, this is, this has to be his plan. I mean, it just has to be like, that's what someone smart and logical would do. And you got Cody do, 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 like up there, just like sort of there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he'll get there i don't know uh, uh and uh, i i think he'll be fine uh especially now that he's got danny on board feeding him information like i think they'll be fine i think they could be better though is the thing right. um 
So uh, Danny is going to talk with Janelle um, after after talking to Franzel. So Franzel talks to Danny. She's like, I'm worried about Janelle. Um, can you can you like feel her out? Uh, like I just but and, and Danny's talking about like Devon. And she's like, yeah, but Janelle, like I'm worried. Like, do you trust Janelle? He says, of course, I don't trust Janelle. Door flies open. They're standing right in front of it. And in walks Janelle. <laughs> The bright, giant yellow star with flashing lights just pops in. And they're standing right by the door, too. It was beautiful. And, like, the force with which she opened this door was... Like it was like we're back in uh, All Stars and the pantry door is being flung open again. Like uh, it's like she knew, but I don't think she's I don't think she heard. No, unfortunately, Uh, although they have been suspicious of that door, like not closing all the way. But no, you can tell because there's not if she was hearing ahead, like I don't think she would then thrust the door open with such reckless abandon like she mm-hmm. just forced herself in there but that was re- and then of course they tried oh we were oh we were just talking about you how you guys have to talk oh that's so nice <laughs> yeah yeah uh which you know it's uh, about as good as they can do i guess um so uh danny talks to janelle and um oof this was this was not a great conversation for janelle uh this was a lot of janelle kind of like giving and a lot of danny like oh yes i'm totally with you i just don't know anything i just feel so left out of the loop thank you so much for including me in your conversation and letting me know these things cuz i'm just like getting nothing from anybody uh oh cody ah he seems trustworthy right this was so painful to watch because Dan's like, oh, really? Oh, wait, what? But what did he say? Just gather, 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 get out there, get your basket and like pick up all those little uh, tidbits of information because that's what Danny was doing here. And this is what I'm talking about. The Danny missed because she and and I, I don't know if it's because of what happened with the pre-gaming, but I think Janelle is not as suspicious as she should be of Danny. Very much so. Um, it, uh, Danny did a, a great job. Danny did not say, Janelle, I like you. Uh, she did not say that. That's the telltale sign. Uh, Janelle, sh- Janelle should have realized that Danny doesn't like her because she didn't say that. Um, and um janelle does let danny know like uh yeah i think franzel is like working with cody um which is weird because like janelle knows janelle talked today about how like oh franzel is actually like pretty close to danny uh like like that's a pretty under the radar relationship for a lot of people in the house but janelle knows about it and she said this anyway I know, like there are signs in front of your face. You should pay attention to those. I, I think it's it's just a blind spot and that could come back to bite her in the butt. Yep. And so, uh, you know, Danny was talking about like, I, I, if I was in Cody's position, I wouldn't know what to do either. Like, uh, I think he's just, you know, just kind of throwing out random names. Uh, and so Janelle was like, what would you do? And she's like, I really don't know. Like, what would you do, Janelle? And Janelle's like, I, I'd go after threats. Oh, threat? Like who? I don't know. I would have you know, threats. That's like, Janelle, 
like i just wanted to reach through my computer screen and just put like my mouth or my hand over her mouth just be like stop talking please (laughs) please stop talking but credit where credit is due to danny you know what i mean for making her feel comfortable and making her feel like oh janelle you can open up to me yeah no problem you know Mm -hmm. uh so danny is gonna run this information to cody uh giving him the heads up like watch out people think that you're working with franzel uh they think that you've got emphasis again oh (laughs) no what was it no uh menzo Menzo? i did menzo Menzo. and now i did emphasis i don't know why i'm linking their names together um (laughs) enzo memphis and tyler they think you're working with um so watch out for that them to make a final two so that's what we can call them either one i don't care i'm partial to menzo but you know yeah i think menzo is better although emphasis is pretty good (laughs) (laughs) because it just sounds like you screwed up memphis's name yes exactly which uh memphis did call later calls tyler taylor Taylor. i think (laughs) he also says that nicole franzel is the only winner in the house I thought he said Ian was the only winner in the oh, house. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, other way around. He said but, Ian was the only yeah. winner in the house. Forgetting about Franzel's win. Yeah, right. So uh, Memphis, Dad Memphis is so hilarious to me. It's just, especially when he's all bundled up with all his coats and his scarf. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, boy. So um, Memphis is going to talk to Keisha. Um, he tells her that he is a vote to keep her. Uh, don't worry about that. Um, he thinks that she should lie low and not try to start a war um, by being visibly attached to Kaser and Janelle. Uh, what will probably happen is it'll backfire and, uh, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, those four are a group. So we should take out Keisha so that we weaken that group, which I think is fair. Um, Memphis is hoping that they can get Cody to backdoor someone. Now, you know, we have Kaser thinking that like this is all an orchestrated plan. We have Memphis thinking like that's nah, she's just throwing people up. I don't think there's like a group yet. Um, and they're both on like opposite ends, wrong and right at the same time. Um, and I'm kind of actually feeling Memphis's strategy a little bit more. I think they can get Cody to backdoor someone. Um, Memphis was hoping it could be Ian as the only winner in the house. Um, but, uh, but I'm not sure that's going to be as easy given the conversation Ian has with Cody a little bit later. Uh, so I'm thinking that Nicole Anthony is probably the best bet at this point if Memphis wants to do this. And I think he can. I think it's possible if the veto is won, especially by uh, Keisha. But uh, but even even if it's Kevin, if Cody has to replace, uh, you know, Kevin with somebody else, he's probably going to want that person to go home. It's very Big Brother 21 in that regard. So um, it's I, I think Memphis has a chance at this uh, if if they go for it. I think Memphis is missing how solid certain relationships are, but Kaser is overestimating how solid those relationships are. Right. So I totally get it. It's they're missing the mark sort of in the opposite, but the same ways. So they need to come. Collaboration is key. Come on, Kaser. Don't they teach you that in business school? 
right? I don't know. Uh, but if they can come together and really find a strategy that will work for them, because yeah, I, I agree. I think that while the fan in me is saying, Memphis, make that group of four, go for it, rage a war, like this is war, whatever Kaser said the other night. That's not the smartest thing to do. It entertains me, but I don't think that it's the smartest thing to do. And I think that really setting it up to be those four versus others is not good one in the long run but also even for this week because like you said i think that there's a definitely a possibility that someone else could go up on the block and that person actually ends up going home now who that person is up for debate actually i think the ian thing was kind of interesting because yes ian and cody have this conversation later but cody in you know yesterday and even a little bit this morning was still kind of a little bit like yeah but ian though and no one would bite because everyone else. Oh, I love Ian. Ian's so sweet. And so Cody pulled back from Ian. But I think there was a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, he had some thoughts saying like, oh, maybe Ian could be a person to go up. So anyway, I think it's if more Me- fluid. I think there's interesting strategy. Yeah. If Memphis go, I, that, I mean, I think that's fair. I think if Memphis brings up Ian to Cody, like I think Cody wants somebody to give him something. And yes. if Memphis pushes Ian, I think Cody, like, I think the reason Danny was able to get in so good with Cody and let's let's flash back to day one night one. Cody was like, I'm really skeptical of Danny. She's smart. She's sneaky. I like uh, like he was talking about potentially going after her Uh, day three. She's like his closest ally almost. Um, And that's because Danny is one of the only people to go to Cody and say, I want to form a group like I want to be in the group. And Cody was like, yes, thank you. Like somebody else is doing the thing. I don't want to do the thing. Um, And so if Memphis goes up there and he's like, so Ian, I think Cody could absolutely be like, yes. Oh, yes, I agree. Let's yes. Memphis's idea. Great. Right. Because the whole thing was like, Cody was like, well, I, you know, I don't want to be the one to do it. I want to make Enzo start the brigade 2.0 mm-hmm. or, you know, I want, I want someone else to do that work. And I don't know if Memphis knows that Cody likes him for one reason or another. And I think Memphis has way more agency with Cody than he, he knows or thinks. And so he really just, just try just go, just try to make that move. And, you know, I know like, again, a fan of me is like, go for it, do it. But, but Memphis is thinking long-term as well. I do believe, right. He doesn't want to set up this immediate battle. He's got to think this is a again, marathon, not a sprint. I mean, I will also say Memphis talking to Keisha saying, don't freak out. Keep lying low. Reminded me a lot of a certain conversation between Dan and uh, and Kara at the start of Big Brother 14, where Dan was like, don't make waves, keep flying low, we can we can try to work this out. Like, it's not exactly Memphis's neck on the line, and uh, it behooves him to not have her pull him into a war right now as well. So uh, I think there's a double purpose here. Absolutely. There is a path for Memphis to the end that does not include Janelle, that does not include Kaser, and that does not include Keisha. And mm-hmm. he could absolutely get away with this if he's thinking for himself unscathed. Yeah. So um, 
There's going to be uh, the, the third time the Aquadorkables Aquador- uh, comes up um, is up in the um, the sort of Skyloft area. Um, and uh, Ian is going to again sort of open up about uh, being on the spectrum um, because they talked about the backyard and how the hammock was going to be uh, there. Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to not I'm going to try and not do that as much uh, like people really got annoyed because of the noise and uh you know that uh like um you know he 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 was like googling himself and like the fourth result was ian terry autism autism um he's like like that's like i'm not ashamed of it but like that was not like a fun thing to see he's like it's not my identity um and he only very recently was able to really like accept that like it it was true um and it was it's very sweet uh sort of conversation you can tell like he he still sort of struggles to vocalize um and sort of like uh be able to put into words how he feels about the whole thing and it's still i think kind of fresh and um not fully sort of like uh, solidified into his being i think that must be incredibly challenging especially to be struggling with something like that and be under the microscope that big brother puts on you and he was what 21 when he played the first time you know you're still going through a lot of growth as a person not only just outside of being someone who's on the spectrum you know like just struggling with and dealing with a lot and it was so heartwarming to see him talk to these other house guests and from a game perspective also that does help him because people can now empathize with him can better understand what he's going through and really just have a stronger bond with Ian. Uh, And so I think that it was heartwarming from being just a empathetic human, uh, but also does help him in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, then, then uh, everyone played uh, charades. Um, They had some fun. Uh, Ian does does later have a conversation with Franzel um, and they solidify their duo. They call it the million club. (laughs) Yeah. So I had gone to bed at this point and I was rewatching catching up on feeds this morning and I watched that bit and I was like, did I hear that correctly? Did they say millions club? And it was like, oh, because you add it together and then it makes one million. Got it. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, together they make a million and also they're both, you know, gunning for their million. Uh the duality oh poetic it's not a very inclusive alliance name hopefully no one figures it out (laughs) oh my god you know how we talk about uh oh don't name it like something six something five right because then you don't have the fluidity to like pull people in millions club a little bit exclusive it's it's with the millions club it's it's because yeah we of us so many people were allowed in the alliance that's what it was it's we are the millions yeah you know yeah um franza <laughs> lets him know that her relationship with cody is pretty good uh cody is later going to because he was just told by danny uh talk to ian and say i'm not sure about franzel uh so that was a little bit of a disconnect but um but ian does talk to cody about potentially working together bringing in other uh strong competitors um ian uh, lets him know that he will not use the veto if he uh if he wins it so don't worry about that uh and uh, overall, it's a pretty good conversation. But uh, but as you pointed out, I, I it's 
it's definitely possible that Ian is still up on the board as a potential replacement nominee. It's hard to tell if this is a conversation with long lasting impact or if this is something that, oh, I'm just protecting my butt for this week, that if he gets picked for the POV, he won't use it. It could be as simple as that. Yeah. Keisha talks to Kaser and says that uh, Memphis wants to lie low, doesn't want to like necessarily win the veto or anything. Uh, Kaser's like, no, we need to shake him into this war. Um, Kaser talks to Janelle and Janelle also is like, we shouldn't win the veto. We should keep our threat level low. Um, and Kaser's just like, where are my troops? <laughs> He's, he's like, where are my loyal employees that uh, will work day in and day out at my big brother startup? Because this is not how he's like, we got it. We like got the unacceptable, you know, like we got to just get everybody. We have to wage this war. Uh, OK, calm down. <laughs> like, let's just take a breath, take a breather and reevaluate. Yes. So. Then we get to, I've been referring to this all, this whole time, this whole update. Uh, there's a conversation that happens between uh, Day, Kevin, and Nicole. Um, now, they had the three of them been talking the previous day as well about working together. Um, and it seems like the relationship is continuing to develop, that they do want to work together, that Day and Nicole probably are votes for Kevin to stay this week, which is very key. Uh, if the nominations do stay the same, uh, Keisha is looking uh, very dire uh, right now, unless she's able to flip Cody and his whole group um, that uh, I don't know how she has the votes to stay, especially if she definitely doesn't have Nicole, Anthony or Davon, because those are two potential swing votes. Uh, so bad news for Keisha. But this conversation gets a little wild. Um, so let's flashback a year ago. There's an alliance called Grateful. There's an underdog named Nicole. And she has some connections. She has some information. She starts working things out and realizes, oh, my God, there's, an, there's a big alliance in this house. I need to break this up. This is this is not good. What have I done? I've been I've been laying back. I've been letting this happen. And we were like, yes, Nicole, go. Um, she thinks that she's having this moment again. Um, she's talking it through. She's like, I saw Memphis with Cody. I think they might have a final two deal. And, you know, Kaser. And Janelle have been talking to me about these things. Kaser was telling me that he thought that Keisha was going to go up and that Kevin was going to go up. How did he know that? And he said that, that me and Ian might be potential replacement nominees. How does he know that unless he's in power? Janelle said the same thing. What do we... So is Janelle, like, running things? Like, who would Janelle be running things with? Like, Tyler? Day's like, yeah, Tyler, Tyler and Janelle, um, they're the masterminds. They're they're running. Tyler and Janelle are running things. We've seen we've seen Janelle and Kaser with Tyler and Cody a lot. So, oh, man, this is bad. If they're running, th are we like the only people on the outs right now? They we need crack. to do something about this. Nicole is Nicole is incensed. Uh, and, and, and Kevin's like, well, I, Nicole, you might be able to get in with them. She's like, 
No, I don't want to be in with them if that's what it is. I'd rather be with my friends. Um, <laughs> like, screw, screw them. Screw Tyler and Janelle for doing this to us. This was so weird. It's like, am I hearing this right? Are you sure? And Devon is in this conversation actively contributing to it. Devon, the person who is like known for her reads. Okay, but here's the thing. I will say Day has had some spot on reads. Okay, this season so far. So I'm just going to say that that like putting them together in a combination was maybe not the best. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it was like, so wait, okay, hold on. Like, let me start working through their logic. I'm trying to understand. How are they thinking? How did they get here? Why on earth? Would Kaser and Janelle compete for safety if they're safe to yes. throw people off the scent? Right? I no. I like what? Why do they waste that power? That doesn't make any no kind of sense. <laughs> it doesn't. And Janelle was Janelle was warning Nicole just yeah. last night about Cody, Tyler, and David. Um, and like I, I just like I'm. I'm hoping that this was just it was like at five it was like at five in the morning like uh, they were just just maybe they were just so tired they were tired drunk uh, and they were just out of their minds and they're gonna wake up today and be like that made no sense we were going wild last night <laughs> I really hope so it's like when you write a paper late late at night and you reread it the next morning and you're just like this makes absolutely no sense delete start again because that's what they should do delete start again oh we sent some bad text to janelle last night oh man oh my god dude i know you said don't text her but i did like like, no stop stop this stop the insanity i that was I, i just i it was baffling but i you know this morning kevin is having to talk to the cameras in the bathroom saying some similar things so you'll talk about that tomorrow but man does not look good yeah it's um it's it's wild it's <laughs> that's a good way to describe it it's wild what is so baffling to me is like okay so let's say we have sides okay let's say we put cody on one side we put caser on the other side and then you have the middle which then has somehow concocted something that is not even close to reality because it's pulling people from both sides and putting them together in power I don't know what that looks like in actual gameplay if they're forced to make like, do they put up Tyler and Janelle next to each other? Like, what if Nicole (laughs) Anthony wins HOH, puts those two up and be like, I called it. I know y'all are running this. I'm putting you up. Boom, baby. And then that's they're like, what? Everybody's just baffled. It's yeah. I mean, that's um. I mean, I guess that's it's pretty good for Cody's team, right? If Tyler goes up next to Janelle, then like uh, they can keep Tyler pretty easily. I think so. Yeah, and then Janelle goes. So, uh, poor little Nicole. Yeah, I mean, look, I I can't imagine this perception will last too long because I hope not. So off base um but uh but it was so weird because like it's like this truly was like it was like season 15 when they figured out the moving company it was like last season when they figured out grateful except it was completely fabricated and not in touch with reality in any way oh yeah no the conviction through which they were speaking of I've like I've cracked the code. Light bulb went off. I'm a genius. We figured this out. No, no. 
Yeah. Um, so, um, so that's, I mean, that was a pretty basic layout of what was going on in the day. Uh, I, I didn't want to make this one two hours. Uh, so we, uh, we were a little more, um, abbreviated than, uh, than, you know, what was going on. And even yesterday there were things like there is every, Every single conversation in these first few days of feeds are are important. Um, the relationships that are developing are so key. Uh, like you know, despite their wild predictions, um, this Nicole, Anthony, Devon, Kevin sort of trio is definitely something. Um, you know, Ian was definitely trying, like Kevin was trying to include Ian with Nicole Anthony. Uh, I think that he still can be a little bit involved there, um, but uh, he doesn't express as much enthusiasm with this group as uh, Nicole and Kevin do. So that's uh, something to watch out for. Like the the personal bonds just aren't quite there. Uh, Ian seems to be a lot more with Franzel at this point and potentially being dragged into this Cody group. Um, so uh so that's that's you know important to note uh franzel after a bad second day had a pretty good third day um getting a lot of information solidifying her bond with ian uh keeping uh getting uh you know danny involved in things um and uh kind of including herself in the nicole anthony kevin uh adorkables thing um so that's what's going on there this of course this group of four um you know uh, Cody, uh, Enzo, Danny, and Franzel with additions of Tyler and David and potentially Memphis eventually uh, is something that's trying to form. And then uh, you have, of course, um, the other side right now, which is Janelle, Kaser, Keisha, and they're trying to get Memphis to to sign up. Um, and then you have all those people in the middle. Uh, there is kind of a thing with like Christmas has a bunch of relationships. Bailey has a bunch of relationships. Um, there is a kind of core between Bailey and Devon. Um, so there's still a lot of different things going on. Uh, we'll talk about it all tonight on the first round table of the season. We'll talk about the state of the house and everything, but um, things are still very fluid, very all over the place. Things go in a ton of different directions from here. Mm -hmm. No, I think that that is definitely the case, that things are super fluid. Things are going to change. And depending on how the veto goes and Memf if Memphis is able to get his butt in gear, like who knows what could happen? And I think that's what makes it so fascinating is watching all of these relationships form and break and form and speculation happen both correctly and incorrectly. And I mean, we are eating good. Like this has been so fun to watch the feeds over these past few days. And I can't wait to see what the rest of the season has in store for us. I, I think one of the things for me that having the feeds on so early is just like really solidifying again. And Ian talks about this is just how dramatically luck is involved in this game because relationships are forming so like they're forming based on who, who happens to have like landed in the same room together at the same time. And then all of a sudden they're alone and it's like, okay, now we're having a conversation. Now we've made a bond. Now we're going to make time, make time to go see each other again. Um, but then if they don't make time, if they don't like manage to talk to each other again, it kind of just disintegrates. Uh, and there's no relationship anymore because they didn't follow up. Um, 
And it's just like, like all of these things, all of these very random factors are pushing certain people together, push, pushing certain people apart, um, hearing certain things and going in different places. And uh, it really it feels like uh, like, uh, you know, we're just we're throwing a bunch of uh, dice or something and we're just waiting for the pieces to fall where they where they go um, with like minimal amount of control of like, oh, trying to push a little bit over here and trying to push a little bit over. Here. It's like uh, it's uh, it's hungry, hungry hippos. And we're all just kind of like picking up any pieces that we can. Um, so okay puzzle pieces dice hungry hungry hippos I don't know what that board game looks like although I do kind of want to play it do you get to yell Yahtzee at some point like if we if we get the the lineup correct (laughs) I don't know (laughs) but completely agree it's uh it's very fluid it's very fascinating and especially with with returning players because you also have added dynamics of pre-gaming other pre-existing relationships and that is just mixing it all together into some fantastic concoction Yes. All right. So that's what we have for you today. I'm sure there will be plenty to talk about later tonight and tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, where we will update you on whatever happens today. So uh, check it all out. Liana, what are you up to? So first, you can follow me on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P. I am podcasting about RuPaul's Drag or not RuPaul's Drag Race. That's over. We're talking about Canada's Drag Race, which has been an amazing season. I'm about to actually go hop off and record that now. And Mike Bloom and I are also doing the R-H-A-P B&B, both for the Survivor Rewatch and we're going to start doing weekly Big Brother shows. We're not going to be doing one this week. We're going to start kick things off next week once we have a full week of content to talk about. But look, Big Brother is a silly game. It can be, although the strategy is what really draws me to it. The the hilarity of Janelle walking around in a giant star costume is really what puts it over the top. And the B&B is the giant star costume of the RHAP universe. We are just silly and goofy. And so if you want to come play some games and have some fun. Definitely check out the RHAP PNP. David did have a good line uh, to Janelle. He was like, man, I'm starstruck and not just because of your costume. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that charm. That's that wit that's going to get him to the final two. Just you wait. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so you can, of course, find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren and uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you next time. 